Yes. Hello, welcome to um, to Elephants in the Room. With me today, I've got um, a friend of, I think, 35 years, is it? 35 years. Oh, it's going more than that, I think. Oh, 30, no, it's 35. Okay. I think we've known each other for 35 years. With me, his name is Nico. Nico Stain is here with me. Um, thank you. I'm hello, T.R. Thank, thank you. He's T.R. Corsten. He's my friend of some 35 years. Mm. 35 years. I'm not going to say how old that makes us, but you guys <laughs> do the math out there. You figure it. So, um, just a little bit about um, you. What, tell, me, tell us a little bit about what you're doing at the moment. What are you busy with? What's, what's happening in your life? What's going on? Oh, Tiata, I suppose, you know, since, since lockdown, it's funny that I think we're living in that era that we're all going to remember where we were and what we did during lockdown, where mm. previous eras remembered, you know, where they were when Elvis died or whatever it was, or when the man, you know, landed on the moon. So I suppose at the moment, I, television has fallen apart a little for me in regular production. I was working on a big international production that was going to travel, switch bands between countries and so on oh, and wow. so on. Mm. We were already talking to the people in Endemol in Europe. We were talking to Australia. And of course, when it all folded, nothing happened. So we were back to, you know, sitting in a room on a Zoom call. And I suppose the world changed so much that as a director and doing production work, I'm enjoying much more now coaching people and working with people online and working with their content to structure it online. Because I think the world fantastically all digitized, but nobody really understands what that means to digitize your content. And yeah. that's kind of a space I'm working in at the moment, which I'm quite enjoying. Exactly, and that's what this is about, this um, exactly podcast that. about the two elephants in the room, mm. um, is to go, it's so much more accessible nowadays for people mm. to create content. Um, there are standards that I feel personally are slipping, but that's just in my personal view, because everyone thinks that TikTok video is content, which <laughs> it is, I guess, to that generation. It is, but it's but content the, for them, right? The consumers have changed, but you know, there yes. are some basic rules that if you get it right... You can still be sharper than the next TikTok guy. Correct, hundred percent, and that that and it's shown that hmm. people are becoming millionaires. I remember thirty-five years ago when we started, there was none of this. Eh? Do you remember? You could only be a broadcaster officially with a license. Yeah, and also I think the public weren't ready for it. You know, I remember the very first time I traveled to the states. I was twenty-one, twenty-two. I landed up at Disney and. There was a camera crew going from person to person doing quick vox pops. And I was startled at how confident American kids were. They could stand and say, yeah, I'm so-and-so. And I'm going on this ride. And this was a real experience. And, stuff. and they interviewed me. And I was, I was a little bit unsure of myself. Because that was not something we did in South Africa. We didn't talk about what we did and what we liked and our opinions mm. in front of cameras. It was yeah. just not a done thing. That's true. Has it gotten better, do you think? Yeah, I think everybody in his dog is on TikTok now, and, and I think uh, villainously so, because I think people don't stop to think about their brand, about what they communicate, and about yeah. what they're about before they put it out there, you know? Correct, correct. So what social media platforms do you use? What are you using at the moment? I, uh, I have been banned from Facebook and subsequently also from... <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. You've been banned from Facebook. <laughs> yes, Tell us more. because a bot didn't understand that I really spend, at that stage, I spent some 30, 30, 40,000 rand a month on promoting on Facebook. So why would I have pornographical material on my Facebook site? Oh, and wow. they so you got outright, hacked. yeah, I got hacked, outright Shit. banned, and nobody wants to talk to me. And a week later, when I tried my cell phone number, my WhatsApp got booked, but got blocked as well, because it's also a Facebook company. So, uh, yeah, Instagram and nobody well. talks to you and nobody wants to come back yes, to you as a customer. Weird, that, eh? So I'm off Facebook now. And but you're still on Instagram. 
a little bit of Instagram. I don't really enjoy it so much. I enjoy taking pictures, but I don't know how to get a following or anything. And I'm and I'm I'm and doing quite a lot of work in in uh, LinkedIn space, LinkedIn. which is quite fun. And WhatsApp? business, not and so, so much WhatsApp. Um, we've been playing with to- toying around with some apps in WhatsApp space to do movies and short form content because a lot of people can create a group and then use the group. Share content, to- yes. So that's a really nice space that I think is going to develop well in the next you know year or two. Okay, and LinkedIn is paying off for you. Working. LinkedIn is interesting because it just builds awareness. You know, yeah, it's yeah, nice just to get to places or talk to people and they go, "Oh, I've heard of, of you, you before," LinkedIn. or "I've seen your post," mm. or "This was really interesting. Mm. Thank you for sharing," and so on. So, mm. that's interesting to me. All right. So now that we've all caught up on where we are with with processes, what did, the elephant in the room, mm-hmm. Mr. Stein? <laughs> what is the elephant in the room for you this morning? Oh, the thing we can't talk about, and everybody does, <laughs> and everyone's talking about it, but we can't yeah. talk about it. <laughs> is is really AI and this fantastic new thing that's out Asteria, there eh? that drives me absolutely demented. But in every post, I can't. I have to bite my tongue because I feel yes. I can't really say what I want to say about that exactly. stuff. Exactly. Exactly. So I welcome this opportunity. Yeah, it's a good opportunity to unpack it a little bit and see. So um, AI. So what I have come across, I went to chat GPT. Terrible. I downloaded the app. How long did it engage you? Wait, wait. I'm, I'm mm. telling you now. I'm mm. So I downloaded the app. They go fill this in, whatever. Um, then they start going, well, this is my, the one I love the most. You have five free messages and then you have to subscribe. Mm. Everywhere I see ChatGTP, everyone talks about it's good, it's out mm. there, do it. No one says that it's a subscription model. They have over 100 million subs. Mm. It's the fastest subscription um, app ever in the history of apps. Yeah. Yeah. The time it took to no, get the from fire zero was to 100 insane. million. Absolutely yeah, insane. insane. And within, within days, everybody was writing poems and doing painting exactly. and all that terrible stuff that we shouldn't be doing with AI. Exactly, 100%. Because... What I've come to realize, I didn't even engage with it because I was tell a story and click here. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Mm. I'm not going to, I wasn't going to do that just yet. I'm still sussing AI out, but I understand the concept of it. And let's talk about the perception of AI. What do you think the public think AI is? Look, you know what? I always go back to the movies. When we said we mm-hmm. were going to do this, I went back to my first experience with AI was, yes. of course, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yes. I Hell. love the movies. Hell. Hell is the, the onboard computer who goes Dejeunerie. out of control. And conceptually, and I suppose that's where the fear comes from that machines will take over the world. You know, Terminator and all of those movies populate that kind of theory. But the idea was really that Hell was there to support the humans. And take six humans to an offshore planet and on the way realized that the humans dis- discovered a fault or a flaw in his thinking and wanted to shut him down. And at that moment, they become the enemy and he kills the humans off one by one, of course, until the end of the right. film, which I'm yes. not going to give away. Yes, but, but the beauty of it is I think that was really the departure of AI because in those days this didn't exist as a concept. Mm. It was, it, it was, it was it certainly just a fantasy about what if computers could be so smart that they could be life support systems and they turn against humans. And that's mm. a theme that stayed in that space. And I suppose somewhere some IT guy was sitting with popcorn watching yeah, this and child. thinking, I should try and do this, maybe. You know, because if this you think could, about it, yeah. movies Movie, much correct. more influence life. I think when you say, you know, art imitates life, I think it's much more life is imitates, it, art. imitates art. Art, the great ideas come from 
the writers of the, f- the film producers, the makers, Correct. and they put those ideas and images. And I mean, people are still trying to do picture enhance the way that we saw in yes. uh, Harrison Ford's movie. What yes. was the the uh, which one? Uh, um, Android's dream of. Uh, oh yeah, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Blade Runner. Where yes. they enhance an image so villainously that goes from something that's completely pixelated to a crisp, yeah. crisp, and then they turn around the corner to see something. Yeah, they're, really cl- they're getting coming. close to that. It's eh? coming. It's coming. It's coming. Yeah. And AI is going to assist with that, I think. So exactly that. So hmm. I think the history of this world is people see something, some some popcorn junkie sits somewhere and watches and goes, maybe I can make a reality out of this, and then spends a lifetime building it, and the next thing you have chatbots. But um, but I think I think yeah, it's a love hate relationship. <coughs> excuse me. No, it's fine. It's a love hate relationship. I think because with all tech, I read now that um, BMW, Mercedes, and even Tesla, all these new electric cars with the batteries, mm. it's all going to be fun and games until they're online, and then they're going to give you the standard model car, so you'll get the regular car, mm. and anything else you want, you're going to have to pay a monthly subscription, subscription. on top of it. I'm like. And you're connected. There's no way you can run that car offline. Mm. What are we going to do? So for me, in my head, that's the, the danger of AI. If we're not killing us and making robots like Terminator, we're not there yet. Maybe in a thousand years or in 500 sure, years, I mean, but not now. At the end, it's going to be an, an idiot with a button on a football and he's going yes. to push the button and that'll be the end. So it'll be humans who destroy it. Mm. But the but I think the, the interesting thing mm. about AI is that I think that people... Again, to quote a movie line, you know, when Dr. Malcolm is in in Jurassic Park and Mm. he says, you didn't earn the right to use this. You stumbled on it and you recreated something that existed millions of years ago and you put it right in the society with us. Dinosaurs have had their time. So Mm. in a strange way, if if you think about that concept... I think you think humans have had our time. I think human. Well, the thing is, you know, if you really go back to what what the brain was designed for, the brain was designed to survive, right? Yes. There are three things. Initially. You see, you see something move. It's dangerous. You run. You, you see something it. move. You think you can eat it. You jump. You pounce and you kill yeah. it. Yeah. And for procreation, you know, you also just pounce and you know yeah. go for it. Yeah, and then the so, fourth scenario is that <laughs> kills you and you don't get to procreate exactly. at all. Yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and you're back to the first one. So, yes, so, so for me, I mean, I think if that's what the brain was designed for, what this modern technology in this age has superimposed on top of all of these technologies is. Stuff that the brain wasn't designed to deal with, and one of them is reality. You know, if you dream something, you used to be able to get up and know that it was a dream because this is real, perceived by your brain, Correct. and this is something that is a fantasy, and your brain knows that it's something that will. Because technology has brought it right in front of ours, our eyes, movies and television, of course, I mean, a kid of six, seven years would have seen 70 killings, brutal killings on camera. Well, that's uh, another discussion. Uh, you know, Why should sure. and, and, shouldn't? And, but, but my point is, AI mm-hmm. and technology makes all of this stuff more accessible to the brain, and nobody stops to go, should it be accessible to the brain? Mm. You know, as, as, as producers, that's what we do. You have to be responsible yeah, but, for it. But irresponsible parenting is something sure. for me when it comes to that. Sure. But, but I, think, I, I see I, younger you know, and younger kids are getting access to cell phones. Mm. Now, 10-year-olds, 8-year-olds are getting, 9-year-olds are getting iPads and access to the internet. And the parents are willingly giving to it. How many parents do you think know exactly how to control their children on that platform? Well, it's impossible, I think. Well, it's not impossible. They always Sure, but I I just think that it's not not necessarily a top of mind. Exactly. It's not a departure for people. And because of this, I think that 
back to the point of, of AI and what's happened just with this recent explosion, mm. nobody's stopping to ask whether it is even a good idea to have a computer write a post for you. Beside the fact that as a brand you're being represented with, by something that's basically just dumb, dumb, stupid, yeah, it's whatever just, input, it, input, it, it, output, it, it, output, yes, it, it right. doesn't it know, doesn't consider, yes, and, correct. And, and to to that point, you know, when I started playing with a chatbot, the first thing that I did, I asked it three questions. I love yes. movies. I know movies. Mm-hmm. I asked it about movies in L.A. And it named some, but missed one or two. And I said, what about the... Oh, yes, but that one was technically not really. And I'm going, okay, so... so it can see, and then it's an information stream. It's an information stream, That's but it's not it processed and it's no. not thought through. And it doesn't yes. come with any of its own thinking integrity. Yeah. So if you're... As in the conscience. Sure. So if you as an individual yeah. are going to write a, a blog of a thousand words with your, with your bot. Yeah. And you're just going to post that. You're being represented by something yeah. that searched crawled the web and found 10 points about innovation and threw it out there. And it may be infantile. It may not be thought through. It may not be in any particular order because you didn't ask for it. And the reader who's going to look at this is going to go, if this was the top line Google search of 10 tips that you have for innovation, I know exactly where your mind space sits. So suddenly you're trusting, you're entrusting your brand, your integrity, your values, everything that makes you, youer than you, To a bot. To a bot that doesn't have a mind or a soul. You know, that freaks me out. I can't can't do that. So I asked three questions and I said, tell me whether you can write a script. And it said, well, technically I can do, you know, 60,000 words. You know, typical answer like a real jerk off. Like a robot. And I said, well, thank you, Shakespeare. And then he came back with something like, well, I'm not technically really Shakespeare. But I thought, okay, I've had enough. And I switched (laughs) off. That's and that awesome. was my experience with, with AI because I just, you know, I don't think that way and it doesn't appeal to me. What I've seen as well as on some uh, talk shows and CNN and some uh, BBC, um, Al Jazeera, when they interview computer scientists mm, mm. about AI, all of them <clears throat> say that AI is not here to take over but here to assist. So like the lawyer, you know, there's a lawyer in mm. New York, they, there's an AI lawyer. Yeah, they've um, um, put him on on staff. I don't know if he gets salary. I'd love to know if they pay him or they pay the developers. <laughs> yeah. And what the paralegals do is, when their lawyers tell them to go research stuff, they go to the AI, and within seconds, it presents all the references mm. they need. Mm. They still have to extract it and then go through it and see which is relevant. Sure. But imagine the time they would have had to spend physically finding it. It would take and them three or four hours, and now AI does it in. Five minutes, but Marvelous. they still must do the work. Marvelous, I think and I that's think that's wonderful. Hundred percent, exactly. And I think that yeah. that application is great because, yeah. for starters, what but you're not in the creative about, realm. Eh? It's not creative, think. and no. it's not. It's no. you know, if if we come back to innovation and creativity, I mean, a, a, a popular a, a theory or a, or a, a um, descriptor for creativity would be something that you do that is new to you, thinking that is new to you. An action that you have to take to execute that. That's innovation and new thinking and ideas. And there's no, you can't do it with just the part of information because information doesn't make you creative. It's yeah. how, uh, how you Apply it. reorganize, restructure, reconfigure the, some thinking that will come up with something new and creative as a thinking tool for you. It's because your brain took you there yes. and you're going to be able to execute on it. And that becomes innovation. So if you take those kind of ideas yes. and you look at that, you're going, 
it sits in a realm that AI can't can't do That's that. It. And also, it's not your thought. My problem is how can how can you put your name to a thousand words that were not written by you? Yes, we're into a space of play, plagiarism now. But that gets for me that gets to instant gratification. We are now have a generation of people coming up in the world mm. that want instant fixes. They mm. sit around, they go, we need to write a script, it needs to be out in three days, we have to shoot next week because the demand is, I'm not saying it's right, yeah. but I'm, I'm seeing that everywhere. All the people that I talk to, I get phone calls, do you want to come help on this production? We're in production, but the guys aren't getting it, can you come help us structure it? I'm like, whoa, 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 mm. slow the bus. Where are we, how did we get yeah. there? Where? And then I hear things like three weeks ago, the client, mm. I'm like... Guys, the process of incubating, of thinking, of developing something isn't just a, a you know, a snap. Sure, and they want to use sure. AI to do that. And so now you're going to type in, yeah. uh, give me a plotline solution for this. I'm like, well, that's the stuff that in back of my mind scares me because... Exactly. But, but and here's, here's how you can, you know, figure out if something's real or whether it's not. And I think... If you really want to develop something and if you really go through the process, you have to expose yourself to some new thinking, to some different thinking from yours and so on. Uh, to the point uh, Annie Williams and myself used to go around to um, innovation groups and sit um, in a room full of 60 of the most creative people in Johannesburg and they would go around a table. And from which? Um, just the it was, 60 it people was, from where? Where are the 60 um, people from? IT and um, uh, banking, finance, innovation oh. space, oh, wow. but high-end nice. people, nice. really high-end nice. people. These are smart people. Yes. And they would usually go around the table and have everyone say two or three things about themselves and what they're doing here. And the funny thing about even putting the smartest minds in the room and making them go through this kind of exercise is that the first three or four will come up with stuff that tests the room and then the next lot will work with the funny stuff that responded well. And then by the time that you get to number 59 and 56, they would be replicas of what had been going around the table. So you see a fine example of smart people and all of their individualism goes away upon the introduction. So there's this interesting thing because as humans, we want to be accepted by one another. And because of that, we start repeating this pattern and became this me too pattern that made within the first 10 minutes of the meeting, everybody think exactly on the same page, which is counterproductive to to what you're trying to do because you're trying to bring all those beautiful perspectives to the thing. And I think what AI does in this way is it searches the web for the most popular of information in a specific Mm -hmm. space Mm -hmm. and gives you back what you technically should know already as the first two lines of a Wikipedia description. Correct. So there's no depth, there's no deeper layer to it, just purely because there isn't a thinking process of elimination. And if that's okay for you, then you can work on the surface, but then your thinking will be on the surface and your idea will be on the surface. Exactly, and it won't go anywhere. It's counterintuitive to what a creative process is. Excuse I'll edit that out, don't worry. Um, but it's like in our early days when we used to brainstorm, if you remember, um, some of the de bono stuff that you introduced to us, some of the critical thinking around an idea is that when you start brainstorming, you put everything down on the board. Mm. Nothing is stupid, nothing is just write the most random stuff. Be- because mm. of that, as you mm. always say, what's the one de bono thing? Like take two ideas and make them one and merge them. I mean, you know mm. de bono mm. better, but I always think of that when I'm brainstorming, not as official as, as you've done de bono, but I always, when we start brainstorming, people start shooting it down and go, slow down, slow down. We're not shooting no anything. Bad ideas. Put mm. everything on the board. Mm. Then we eliminate. Mm. Then we isolate. Then we condense. Then we... 
I think AI could do that, but it doesn't have a soul. It doesn't have a sure. soul. It won't know that linking orange to a hot air balloon can be something. It doesn't know that. It, it may. It may. Do but you think it will so? probably Yes. But it will be very critical. If we had to go online now and say connect an orange with a with a, a hot, air hot air balloon, I think it's going to come up with the obvious ones yeah, very that's quickly. All we want. We don't want but, obvious, right? but the thing is exactly that you have yes. to go through beyond that process, and you have to bring in something from somebody who doesn't have a the same uh, departure point of thinking of a hot air balloon, for yeah. example. Yes. And because of that, it will bring in something new, something fresh. AI from, or the people think well, people and people and I think AI I doesn't. Think so. Because it can't register that perspective, I think that would probably be. It, it's all. It's it. It isn't always. Here's the thing. I don't think it's always just zeros and ones. No, definitely not. It's not always digital, and that is the problem. That even now, a lot of people are having. You know, I I, I look at people online giving one another advice about empathy and about authenticity and about being real, and I go, oh, I want to shoot myself in the head. The stuff is just so generic because you just don't understand empathy yeah. and sympathy. Yeah. Are mostly confused, and so what you end up feeling for somebody while they broke, they pour their heart out in a post, and you're just feeling oh shame. You don't feel empathy, yeah, yeah. and and so even Correct. that subtle difference which humans don't understand, mm. how can we program a machine to understand it? But that is the online dilemma we face, right? Yeah, everyone's posting online what money for turkey and. <laughs> my my child hasn't eaten in five days, mm. and it all comes online because it wants to. That, that idea of shock, shock mm. and awe and show terror because the mind goes terror, terror, oh my God. So it keeps you scrolling, the techniques of all that. I mean, mm. that mm. lady that came out for Facebook um, and ratted on how their algorithms work. She mm. went to Congress in America mm. and she said, Facebook know exactly what they're busy doing. Mm. They're chasing clicks. They're chasing money. It's not about the consumer. Mm. Mm. So I think us as consumers... Um, we're our own worst enemy because we want that dopamine. We want that quick fix. We want that. So now there's AI. Oh, so AI can do it even faster. Yeah. Um, so the thing's going to, I think it's going to accelerate to a point, my my view. It's going to accelerate and it's just going to go, it's going to disintegrate. It's going to disintegrate. It, it has to because no, there's I nothing real so. I, I think I think the, the real danger is that people are just becoming more and more stupid. <laughs> because because we don't ask questions. Um, is that anymore. an official quote? I just want to say. Yeah, that. that can be on the on the cover. That can be on the poster. People are just more and more. Nico, stay in two elephants. People are becoming more stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I, th- oh, I think that's. Uh, you, you know, if somebody doesn't stop to ask why something is this way, or mm. what the benefit mm. would be here, or how this will really impact, you know, Correct. there were studies that were never made about the impact of plastic, and look at where we are. There were studies that were never made about the impact of yeah smoking, smoking. sugar, any of those things. And in those days, that was the fashion. And look at where we are. Yeah, correct. We screwed we the planet the up. Yeah. We are here because we didn't really ask the right questions. And I think it's easy to just ask any questions that will give you the, the research, the numbers. Yeah. But you have to ask the right questions to say, is my in- integrity still intact? And will we still be here in the future? Correct. And that's the thing. I think people chase money. Yeah. Honestly, and I'm not against money. I love money. I think we can use money. This is not a hate speech on money. Mm -hmm. But often, and that's the concern always, is all this tech is being developed. But somewhere in the background, someone's put money in. And they want their money back and a return, which is fine. Mm -hmm. But the fact that we teenagers now in America, I read an article somewhere. I'll find it later and I'll put the quote in the the body copy if if we post this. 
60% of female teenagers in America suffer from depression, mm. anxiety, or pre-anorexic, pre, um, what's the thing, bulimic, because of what they see and what they've been crowding their minds with for years, every day, five, six hours a day, seven days a week. And the pressure it puts on parents, it's just insane what's busy happening. It's insane. I, I hear and you. And no one is going... I hear you, and yeah. I'm going to ask you if it's true. Here's something that's interesting. If what's true? That this, 60% this, of... Well, I don't doubt that this, the percentage mm. is true, but mm. I, I'm asking whether those, the feelings and the experiences are necessarily true. Mm. Here's an example. I think it was in the 70s. Edward de Bono, we were talking about Dr. de Bono mm. before. Mm. He was consulting. I think it was in South America. There was a trend that was happening because of poverty... In these small towns, it was two or three small villages. And the story goes that if a girl died as a virgin, then she would be wrapped in white and she would carry be carried through the streets yes. in honor and she, death because it you know of her death. At any age and, was it as a before uh, died as a virgin, young girl. So oh, yeah. at that stage, because poverty was rife and people weren't doing well young girls took to to, to, to to suicide because it was the only way of getting an honorable death. Oh, wow. So this became a trend, and more and more young girls would take their lives. This was so, in the 70s. I think it was in the 70s, 80s. I'm not sure, I'm not no, sure no, no, about no, where it was. Good. Yeah, this was before. This was just a trend in a small village. Okay, wow. And he started by saying, okay, the next girl who commits suicide, put her on the, on the bed naked and parade her through the streets. And within an instant, it stopped. Yeah. So sure. what it's saying to you is, were all those people really depressed? Were they really? And, 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 I, and I'm not saying, look, I, I know that I'm, I'm blessed because I've never had an experience with, with uh, constant depression. And I've never, you know, yes. I, I, I know that I'm blessed and I know that this is a real thing. Yes, yes, yes. And I know that it exists. So I'm not trying to make light mm-hmm. of it. But I know also, um, uh, last year I ran an experiment for probably some three months with uh, five wonderful uh, ladies who came to do a talk show that we put on LinkedIn every day, High Noon Live. And what was quite remarkable, a lot of the time we all also had uh, female guests, and a lot of the conversations that women were having were about topics such as imposter syndrome. And it was a weird thing that when it happened and somebody started talking about imposter syndrome, it was the first time that I went, Oh my God, do I have imposter? I mean, I wonder if that happens to me. And I think that in reality, a lot of the time with these kind of trends that come on social media and then people start hyping, mm. somebody doesn't even realize that they would have a problem because they don't until, until others yes. highlight it for them. And then they start doubting themselves. And before you know it, they are falling into that trap and, and they become that. And, and while I, they're talking about it, yeah. up come the ads for, yeah, yeah, are you insecure? Buy a book. Of course. But of it's course. a money machine. It, 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 I, I, it's I, a money machine. It drives it, but I, I'm saying... No, money. I think I'm convinced it is. But I, I think in the background of it, I think the, 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 the conscience, consciousness of it and the, the fact that people are sometimes just happily unaware of things and live a wonderful life until somebody stops them and goes, hey, what about this? And then it becomes a problem. Yes, correct. And I, I think yes, if we... If we ask the right questions why, and if we really stop to, to think things through, we would know that something was more foolish than something else. Exactly. So here's my question to you now. Mm-hmm. If there's a thing called imposter... imposter let me try that again. <laughs> if there's something called imposter syndrome, mm. is the opposite of that is fake it till you make it. 
Well, That's you, what I want to know. Well, this is what freaks me out, that sometimes people's advice would be, well, fake it till you make it. You yes. go, well, that could be very wrong as well. You know? Could it? Well, yeah. Don't most of us... Have you ever faked it until you made it? On that you know point? what? No, I'm asking. Have you ever faked something until you I made it? I think it depends on your intention. I mean, if you, if you go in with the intention to say... I am great. I'm in a good position today. I am confident and I can do mm. this. Mm. That's not faking it. You're talking yourself into something. Correct. And you're going into it. Whereas if you are going to put on the type of suit that you wouldn't wear normally and, and the type of shoes that cost you a fortune hill. and then you go into <laughs> pretending that you're something that you're not, that's a problem. Yes. I can think of that SABC employee. We already mentioned names because <laughs> you don't get sued. Mm. Who <laughs> ran a concert in Soweto. Remember him with all the musicians Mm-mm. for mm-hmm. hundreds of millions. Yes, we, we won't say his name, but um, if you're listening, you might know who he's referring to at SABC and he paid millions mm. out to musicians and composers to have his concert mm. in honor of him and, Crazy. and the government and then eventually got fired and mm. I had to pay back about 15 million, I think was the last Amount. That'll never happen. Had to pay back. Well, <laughs> we can try. SABC, but uh, and he was going to be president as well, and um, he always spoke of himself mm. in the third person. Mm. That's all I'm going to say. I'm going to say nothing more because okay. no, I'd like I... to. Get but that, that's a that's a very bad fake it till you make it situation. So I've I've been in situations where I've known something about something, but I didn't know exactly what it was about. Then I would say to people, I know, and then I would find out, and then mm. I would. Try and apply and then ask. I always go ask. I'm, I'm one of those guys. I will always ask if I don't know. And yeah, I'm not embarrassed think, by it or shy. Well, I, I think that's real authenticity. And I think that's, no. that's when, when we get back to that topic of, of people saying, well, fake it till you make it. Or put, put something of yourself out there. You have to be careful of what you put out of mm. yourself. Because mm. if it is some sorry-ass story that's going to make people feel sorry for you, yes. you're still not getting empathy. Empathy means with you on this yes. not feel sorry for this yes because there's a big difference big Good difference point. between them and i think that's where when you start exploring these more subtle sort of tones that it's alarming to me that most humans don't get back to ai can ai get it of course not because most of the people who program ai are of the variety who are more on the fake it till you make it side you know if you i, I mean I've, I've sat in a, in a, in a session at, at gibbs a while ago where where somebody said i want you to go onto google and search doctor and automatically everything that was a position that was available or any descriptor that were there um, a, a male female would be male wow doctors really? are men if when was search, this how long ago oh, was this is last year october november last year if 2021 you go, yeah you've typed doctor you go, and men come up if you go and search wow. nurse women will come up because wow. that is the, the person or sure. the people who who programmed the thinking yes Interesting. Had that perspective. So that is in scary, a funny yeah. kind of way, even AI is giving Bias, you yeah. what comes from its creator. Correct. Doesn't it can't go you know? beyond that. No, it can't, it can't go itself. Can women be doctors? Can well, men be nurses? Well the, if the Unless it gets programmed that exactly. That's so, where the exactly. And that was the yes. point that they were trying to Correct. make to say we are so on so many levels, we automatically think that if we talk about a doctor that it's a he. True. But because, that's yeah. when you were raised that way, sure, and, 100%. Of course. And it's not just raised that way. It's reinforced that way because you can go and do a Google search right now. which and then will, it does which that. Will, wow. You know, same with an architect. Architects, are, architects men. are men. Wow. You know. And teachers are women. Obviously. Teachers are women. There you go. Wow. Well, on that point, just quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just interesting. Uh, we're going to sidetrack a little bit. We'll come back to it in a moment. Um, I have three boys that hmm. I raised. Hmm. And when they were growing up in schools, my ex-wife would realize that they don't really listen when she talks to them. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated why they won't listen to her, because she was a parent. 
And I went and did some research. Yeah. And there's a reason for it, a very good reason. You mm-hmm. know what the reason is? Because 90% of teachers in schools are women. This mm. is a fact. This yeah. is not, mm. um, it's not discriminatory. I'm not saying women should mm. be just for the record. In case anyone out there is listening, I'm just saying that's what it is. So all they hear all day are women's voices instructing them, which is good. They're teachers. They should be. When they get home and their mother says it, it's just one more female voice. Mm. And they're like, oh, we've heard it all day. We can't anymore. So when their dad goes, do this, they go, oh, for, oh, another yeah. voice. Okay, we better yeah. do it. It's not a disrespect thing. It, it really yeah. changed my way. I looked at my children's disobedience mm. because mm. they weren't being disobedient. We put them in school because they have to go. Well, they are mostly women. It's a, we all program, which brings yeah. me back to your point from earlier where – we are programmed that little yeah, village. Exactly that. We are programmed. Yeah. We see other people. We go to be accepted. I have to behave in a certain way. Let me behave like this so that we. Mm. It's fascinating, actually, when you start. So we're mini little this. AIs ourselves. We are mini AIs, <laughs> but we have a conscience. Yeah. We. Are, I don't know that an AI can have a conscience yet. Well, that's the problem. I know yeah. they're working on it, but I, I doubt that it'll ever have mm. a soul. Mm. And maybe that's our saving grace. Is that AI can't have a soul and you can unplug it. The thing is, if there's too many life support systems like hell, getting back to your first point right yeah. at the beginning of this conversation, <laughs> if we allow them to control things and there isn't an off switch, we are screwed. So I'm hoping <laughs> in the back of all of this, someone's got the big football for AI going, push button, take out AI. <laughs> this is what I'm seeing and what I'm hoping for. <laughs> yeah, just an electronic pulse, please, so the humans can EPG. stay. <laughs> yeah, we can stay because we can carry on. Yeah. Well, that's great. Yeah. Excellent. Nice. Any other thoughts on AI? Oh, no, I just, I, <laughs> or we just, we just scratch the surface. No, I, I mean, I think you're now beginning to, to touch on the soul of it. And mm. I think, you know, uh, it's, it's interesting to me. I, um, well, you know, we used to make promos. Um, yes. with Mnet and mm. um, I cut promos all my life and won lots of awards and trained some fantastic people and work, worked with the most incredible artists on stuff Yes. and after many years I returned again to uh, Mnet and there's a client whose name I'm not going to use mm. but you'll know who this is mm-hmm. sat in his office and showed him a fantastic theme piece that we'd been cutting and I think he'd been tutored or mentored somewhere by another production house and somebody at some stage tried to convince him why they had so many super sport shots with men holding their arms up in the air. And he said to me, you know, it's a nice theme piece. And, you know, I took that with a pinch of salt. I'd cut lots of theme pieces and I'm good at this. And he said, but if for the finale sequences, you can have more sportsmen kind of, you know, if people raise their hands up, it's a sign of elation. So why don't you have more elation at the end instead of all these explosions and things? Because that will make the piece feel... And in the moment, I realized that beside him not really knowing what he's talking about, he is misunderstanding the feeling of something great and positive and uplifting because he equates it immediately to a moment of how he feels in the sports world when he sees somebody raise his hand because he just scored a, a, a goal or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that complete misunderstanding and misconception of what elation really is, is what is a visual cue for him. And because yes, of that, that's, him, what, yes. that's what he needs to see in order yes. to feel that feeling. Whereas a faster cut, music that was rising an octave or two, yeah. louder crowds in the background, yeah, faster edits, someone jumping into of, a lake, other a things, whole yeah. lot of stuff that was designed so that a lot mm-hmm. more people will feel that yeah. elation yeah. 
and, and he didn't understand that but because in his simple terms it was just somebody raising their hands that became emotional and, and when you, and this is a pretty soulless person I'm going to be annihilated for this if anybody found out yes, but, but, not, but, yeah. but here's the thing if AI doesn't have a soul and you can't paint you know you know just the feeling of making a brush stroke across a page is I'm, it comes with uh, so much emotion correct. and an artist puts so much of themselves out there 100%. whether it's a real performance or whether the performance is layered in form of art of a paint brush or something else you're putting so much of yourself out there that it comes with deep emotion and i think when you look at a piece of art and when you mm. watch a movie or a moment you can tell how much of that emotion there yes, is correct. and i would use i would use an example for you i mean i sorry i'm talking too much do you want to not at all you no have no a comment on that no, no. i just want to say <laughs> emotion emotion is what connects people exactly but if you if emotion you as a creator of the emotion if you don't have that deeper soul mm. And authenticity. Yeah, 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 but it comes you know if you look at comedians, you know some of the mm. some of the the funniest people you've ever known have had the most desperate and sad lives because mm. they deal with pain. Mm. We deal with stuff that makes us become Correct. creative, that makes us put something on the page of ourselves and that's what makes us hit audiences, but, reach audiences. So it's authenticity, Now, vulnerability. Of all that course, stuff all has that. to but, come out. But yes. in, in such measure that, you know, being vulnerable doesn't mean that you tell somebody of your most awkward moment or the most... Mm. It's not that. Mm. It's, a, it's another layer of, of, of something that a soul has. So if we had to bring it back to a movie example that you may know. Yes. Um, I'm, not a fond, I'm not fond of The Lord of the Rings. I have been known, Don't be hating on the Lord of the Rings. I have been now. known to call it the Lord of the Snore. But I sat through one of those movies. I think it was the second one. And there's an opening sequence that delves into the past and uses character names I can't remember and they don't sink in. <laughs> and at some stage, this father supposedly has sent out an army that killed his own son. So he affected the death of his own son. And yes. that was his only heir and he's very depressed. I, somebody had to explain this to me later because I did I not get, get it from it. watching the movie. Yeah. And I was present. And there's a scene that uh, the director is, uh, of course, Peter Jackson, has the father walk out of the castle in s sorrow, pulls his robes off and walks into the field. And at that moment... As a viewer, I really wanted to feel what this father's pain and experience it. Mm. But what does he do as a director? As a director, the moment he gets out in this field of yellow poppies and things, he does this magnificent aerial shot that flies far and wide around the whole castle. And this tiny little dad is sitting there in the distance with all of his sorrow alone. And the camera goes all the way around and I feel nothing mm. because I haven't reached... I haven't seen the tears. I haven't seen his eyes even. Mm. I can hardly recognize that it's a human amongst all the yellow poppies. And because of that, he's, he's lost gonna... such a huge moment. Now this translates to somebody who watches the movie, may have followed what it's about, and feels emotionally something because they have a history. They read the book, all 700 yes, words of it, yeah, 700 pages of it. And because of that, they've gone through a lot of pain. Correct. And because of that, they connect with it. I did not read the book, so I don't have the instruction manual. Yeah. You have to speak to me in this moment. So now we're coming back to social media and the kind of stuff that we post. Yes. Is it in long shot? Is it in close up? Can we see your eyes? Can we, how do we feel? What are we hearing? How is this connecting with me? Not, not the content. How are you visually connecting with me while I'm watching it? Mm. And that's all stuff that comes back to that feeling of how do people 
connect emotionally with content so that they really are touched? And are they touched by the right things? Or can you just send them a shot of a guy with two arms in the air and they'll be elated? No, that might be. But that's the thing with AI for me is that we can program everything that you just said. Every sentence Mm. can get written as a code into a computer and said, close up on Mm. person crying, shows emotion, Remember whatever, whatever, however mm. the algorithms work. I'm not a programmer. Mm. I don't know, mm. but, but my assumption is that they write instructions, and the AI follows those instructions. Um, maybe we'll get a AI coder in here one day and talk to them about it, so they can tell us exactly the secrets. Whether they will or not, I don't know. They'll probably tell us fifty percent, because I think there's a lot of um, digital. Um, what's the word? I um, want to say guesswork. Not guesswork. No. What's the um, it was Merlin. You remember Merlin and the, um, magician. the magician? So now I think these coders with algorithms mm. are the magicians of the mm. digital age for me. For mm. me, that's how I look at it. They they can explain algorithms to us, but they don't really tell us how it works. And they'll tell people who don't do it. And they do it and they know what they're doing. But to explain it to us will take longer than just doing it. So mm. I think we're in that autopilot thing where we mm. trust wrongly so, that people who are developing algorithms and platforms know what they're doing, have integrity, have a conscience, Mm. and will not. And I think that ship has sailed. Mm. It is out to Mm. sea. Mm. And there's a storm coming, (laughs) which is battering them quite badly, because everywhere in the world, people are sitting up, governments are sitting up, as much as I despise governments in general, and going, what are you busy doing? What are you feeding? Who are you? Who owns you? What mm. What's going on? So I think there are governments in the world trying to hold people accountable. Not so much on African continent, because we're still trying to get our societies to work. But mm. I think that's that's coming. So the programming can happen. But for me, it's a soul. I watch those artworks that they do. I go, it's very impressive. Like they morph into morph into morph. And I'm like, but I feel zip. No, I have no connection mm. to it. But it's impressive to see. Some of the stills, have you seen, and um, they do this little boy, there's a little boy Mm-mm. where they dress him in superhero outfits. Okay. Very cute. I mean, when you mm. look at it, you're going, hmm, there, a little boy in a Spider-Man suit and, mm. and this hyper-realistic and it's beautifully, mm. and he does Hulk and he does, I can see those as connecting with someone. Mm. But beyond that, and this digital thing, it's like everything's accessible all the time, 24-7, seven days a week. <laughs> there's no like... Downtown. Waiting. There's no like restraining yourself. Everything mm. must be all the time. Mm. And I think it's a total minds are being altered out there. And I'm mm. I'm gonna love to see what these minds do with, with Well that. it's it's back to, you know, mm. bounce, run or you know, yeah, yeah, have yeah. a good time. Yeah. But in the digital space, eh? Yeah. And that, yeah. That's fascinating. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool. So um what else are you up to? What am I up to? Yeah. <laughs> What's happening in your life besides all this stuff? <coughs> right. Coffee, I don't have a cough button. <coughs> sorry, I might leave that okay, just that, for the cough. Button. That's for the edit. Okay, for the cough button. Yes. What am I? What am I up to? Are we? Are we running out of things to say about AI? This no, is we aren't. Impossible. We just, we've got seventeen minutes. Oh, no, okay. We can talk about it. We've got. Ooh, I, I want to do this for about an hour. Okay. So it's okay. like we're sitting at forty-three minutes now. So we've got about okay. seventeen minutes. Okay. That was a good, we, intense, some nice okay. stuff. There. Is it okay. intense? Mm-hmm. Yes. What am What am I doing? Well, at the moment, yeah. I'm I'm exploring. Funny enough, a lot about. What one posts in the business world, what do you communicate, mm. and how it lands with people. So I've been experimenting quite a bit with my posts on on LinkedIn because I'm pushing people to a website where we we sell or um, help people with online learning courses and so on. Which I know is a it's a there's a lot of that out there. There's a myriad of that out mm. there, but I do think that we have a model to try and figure out how we can offer 
sort of hand-picked content and pointed back at corporates and businesses yes. who, who desperately do need to help their people to to think, to ask the right questions, to learn and develop themselves. So fresh, fresh sort of, view on things. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sort of Important. taking an old thing and trying to shape it up into something new is kind of what I'm playing with at the moment. All right. Good. We're running out. No, we're not running out. Ah, oh, it feels like such a run out. I mean, it's like one of those moments, like a quiet moment. No, a quiet moment's good. Is somebody going to... That's some sign. Is there a somebody bird? Somebody's going to pray now. Somebody, you know, what do we want to do now? <laughs> um, so, one last question. <laughs> if you could... If you could do, if you could get a do-over, yeah. let's say you could, there's a way we could upload our consciousness <laughs> into a machine. Yes. Let's pretend for a moment. Let's, <laughs> let's live that fantasy. I know Ray Kurzweil is, is hard at work on building and reconstructing his dad's memories um, because he wants to speak to his father. But it's a thing that Ray yeah. Kurzweil's doing. Yeah, he's busy. Really? He's taken from baby pictures and he's put dialogue in and he's, he's a, a forward thinker. If you look at Kurzweil, mm. the Kurzweil keyboard, he was 17 when he invented yeah. the electronic keyboard. He wow. was the inventor of that. Wow. In the 60s, yeah, Ray Kurzweil. He's a bit of a, mm. he's a strategist. And, mm. So he's doing that. So if you could upload your mind, what do you think you would do next? Because you're going to die. We're going to die eventually, right? <laughs> yes, but if you can, if you can take it. your brain and transfer, <laughs> do you think it, it would extend your life? you think would give you I, I think what I would want to do is just maybe get back to the future or, or hang <laughs> in for another 20 or 30 years and that's go, a nice movie quote and goes, back to the future <laughs> I, I go back and go I, I told you so or alternatively go gosh I'm, I was horribly wrong and I do apologize <laughs> well, and, but then you're in the but then you're in the cloud and you're connected and you're like a, you have a, a an official apology a titanium but you have yeah. a titanium frame with this mind in there say, can you I'm sorry I was wrong um, everybody <laughs> you can say it like that yes I'm going to say can't you like just that. have your voice please <laughs> Oh, I see. Okay. You put your brain in your head and you have a voice. And you that's go, that's not me. I sound like this now. Like, what the hell? You have a different voice. Okay, I'll talk to you what's happening. from the future. <laughs> talk to us from the future. Yeah. But nice. Yeah. No, I, I, th- I, think, I think, I don't know if there's a, if there's a message out there. It's, I mean, back to hell in the final moments when Dave is in that chamber and he's slowly turning all the little screws and and hell is slowing down going dave i feel tired i don't have memory dave he starts literally having this strange conversation of just repeated words and and i I think it's sort of i wonder if his last kind of thoughts were just to carry on dreaming or be to to dream a little bit because it's hell dreaming yeah just to to relax you know because the end of that movie is quite strange you know there's a lot of strange stuff uh, well, you'd have to watch it to yeah, see what happens. Yeah, but, but I mean, it's it's pretty. It, it was it was actually a note that I had on it. It's quite interesting that when I started watching the movie, I remembered the first 20, 20 minutes or so when the monolith arriving and the, the yes, eight yes, people, yes, eight people. Mm. and then there's a whole two sections of the film that I didn't remember. Yeah. I don't know how much you remember of the movie because I mean I, saw I don't. It, I watched I saw it, it as a young. Uh, you know, it's a very impressionable stage. No, at, I'll, I'll at, have to confess that it took me um, three sittings to watch that movie. Is it? I no. couldn't do it in one. Yeah. I got through the first third of it and I went, oh, I'm so like... But and then I stopped and then I went yeah. back. I had to sit three times, I admit it. And if it makes yeah. me a Luddite or unintelligent, I'll, ha- I'll own that. But mm. everyone was hyping about it. I remember the hype about, oh, you must... So I did yeah. and I went, okay. Uh, it, felt, it felt like work. It was mm. labor. It mm. wasn't just... 
Look, it's very Maybe beautiful. Maybe it's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a good... I mean, if you compare that as the three-hour movie to Babylon, for example, and we've seen Babylon. I haven't seen Babylon. Okay. Don't tell me anything. So I can't tell you anything about don't Babylon. Don't tell me, but I, oh, I, want, I want to. to. Don't, don't. Please don't. It's what not. I find interesting is there's another movie that's three hours long, but it's interesting... Interstellar. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, um, uh, Babylon, Babylon if I had to compare those two. Oh, now. okay. Because like, here's a movie that was made 60 years ago, and... The 50 movie, years ago. Well... 71. Yeah. 69. No, it was okay. 60s. Yeah. And, and Babylon, 61. I think it was 65, if I'm not mistaken. Not a fact. Okay, check I'm going to look it up okay, now. You check it out. I'll tell people about Babylon. Tell Babylon. Go. So if you, if you Don't give it away, the, though. The pace of Babylon and how it happens. You know, just the opening sequence of Babylon carries for 30 minutes. Before the title goes up, which is not unlike 2001 Space Odyssey, happens, because yeah. the opening sequence of the apes right up to the monolith is 20 minutes of film. And it's almost a part of the story in, in 2001 that's completely removed from the rest of the film. Because it's a beginning of age. And yes. it's similar, again, structurally in Babylon. Mm. The structures are the same. But if you look at the way that the story is told, yes. I think Babylon is far more told for today's audiences yes. who are these quick turn, turn quick out turn, kind yeah, of people. Yeah, 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 yeah. And there are references and things that are far more... It's interesting because it moves at a different pace. And I wouldn't put it as a classic film that's going to last forever. But yes. I think that there will be a place for it. Oh, because place, it yeah. is it is a modern take about an era that was pre-talkies yeah, and hundred years silent ago, movies. 50s, yeah, 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 that it's talking yeah. about. Exactly. It's crazy. It, um, I just saw the trailer and it mm. looked fascinating. I'd love to see it. No. Um, so, um, we were both sort of right. You said 65, I said 71. It was 68. Mm. Smack bang in the middle. Okay. It was 68. So, I was yeah, born yeah. already. But I obviously only saw it when I was about 20. You were born? Yeah, I was I was born too. Yeah. Yeah. We were both born. But we were too tiny for that. But yeah. I'll have to go give it a rewatch. And then there was 2010 Space Odyssey after that. Yeah, that I don't know what that was about. Um, no, no, I don't know what that was about. <laughs> I saw like it, but I don't know what it was. Box but, office, box office. But yeah, so, so to come back to, to the future and saying, what do you, what do you mm. think about... I think, I think the idea is just to keep dreaming and maybe to yes. keep asking questions and 100%. to go, if we just question everything, you know, mm. and, and go into it with uh, talking to a bot or talking to AI and just question and test a little bit and just mm. make sure that you know what so, you're dealing with so that you can take that with a pinch of salt or process it a little bit better for yourself so that you just don't take it at face value. You know, I've had people rush out immediately and let the AI paint something for them. And it's god awful. It must paint with its feet because it's so terrible. Yeah, and, and, yeah. you know, and so on. So, so I think as long as you know where the integrity sits and whether you use it as an, as a, an exercise to have fun and to release, yes. and as long as you tell your audience that this is written by AI or this was produced and I did it just for the fun. Because if you're going to start taking yourself too seriously with the stuff that mm. you use, A, it's not really yours. Exactly. I have a huge, uh, we were talking, yeah. we didn't really touch on plagiarism, but it's not really yours. You've got it's somebody else. Minutes. And in another level, it's, it's, it's also, it's not really from you. As much as you instructed it, you couldn't instruct no. somebody to write a book. The, the same problem I have with authors who, who are shadow written. I have a big problem with that because yes. it's not really your thoughts. Correct. It's not, mm. it's not how this would have ticked out if you told you me the story. So unless you are really the storyteller, then I don't think that you're being truthful yourself or being authentic mm. yourself because you can't have an autobiography written by three other people. What's that? Yeah, um, but you can have a biography written by them. Sure, but I'm, but saying, I'm talking about authors who yes, choose yes, to yes, let yes, other yes, people yes, write. Right now, I'm saying I, the problem that I have with it is that it isn't their own, so you can't take credit for it, yeah. no matter how much money you paid for it. And I think in this space of using AI, we have to be aware of that and yes. and, and always point to it because I think it's it's a it's a 
it's almost a disclaimer that you can add. I was first say, of all, saying exactly. it is kind of crap, so I didn't do it. And secondly, in case you want to sue anybody, don't sue me. The AI wrote it. Do you think but we're going to be able to sue AIs for defamation in the future? Well, I hope so, because if I ever see something I wrote written by AI, you know, I'm going to be yeah, yeah, Not yeah. just that, but also for defamation. So what happens yeah. if an AI comes out and calls someone multiple names? How do you sue an AI because it's a computer, yeah. or do you sue the company that made the AI because they have disclaimers? Everyone has disclaimers yeah. nowadays. Have you noticed on Netflix lately, when else have you watched Netflix when, the, when it starts, there's a banner the size of a synopsis at the top yeah. of the screen oh, I didn't that says see it. 16, SLV, nudity, sex, smoking, bad language, oh, no. triggering. It's got all these things in there now to forewarn people because during um, this uh, House of the Dragon, hmm. there was a birth scene where the woman was struggling to give birth, etc., etc. And three or four women wrote in to the broadcasting commissions in their countries and said they were triggered. No one warned them the scene was coming. Oh. And I'm like going, have we gotten there now? Did we are now there where I'm watching something. It's dark. It's gritty. People are dying, being beheaded. But a woman giving birth and the blah, we'll no, be that was triggering. Do, did, that you was see, triggering. did you see the poster to this podcast? It says people are stupid. Yes, I did see it. Yeah, I see that. I That's see it. Too. And I another one, I want to add another line oh, yeah. underneath it. The positioning line is, yes. everybody's gone marshmallow. What is it's, it? I mean, I don't, I don't understand it. You know what? If, if you're going to go into a world, you know, uh, okay, lo- mm. last story. I no, remember no, 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 as, a, as, a, as a director, I've always been, uh, and it comes, comes back to responsibility, you know. Yes. When you produce content, you have a sense of responsibility in the same way that I'm talking mm-hmm. about. If you're going to generate it with AI, have the responsibility to say so and take responsibility for your part in it. But as a director, you're careful what you put out in the world. And because of it, we've always been careful of language. You've been careful of the kind of visuals. You know, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think the first time around that I directed as a director half-naked men, it was something that freaked me out. Yes. You know, the yeah, first time around yeah, I had half-naked people on a set, it, I stood... Like- a kilometer away with a <laughs> megaphone because I didn't want my integrity, integrity to be intact. I mean, that's just how I feel as a director. Yes, yes. So when you when you look at at uh, uh, the story, now I've forgotten the story with, no, that no, I wanted no. to share with you. Yes. So 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 let me quickly backtrack now. I've completely. What's the story about integrity? About um, damn it, Tiart. I'm sorry, I lost the track completely. No problem. I was, I was talking no about. I wanted to tell you the story People now. People are stupid. Did you see the heading uh, of marshmallows. The, uh, yeah, marshmallows. Um, People are marshmallows. They triggered. Oh, oh, I was telling yeah. you the story. Okay, yeah. back to the story. Okay, pick up. Okay, pick up. So, <laughs> really? I'm going to leave all that shit in, man. After all, no, I love all that shit. Okay. I'm going to leave it all in, man. Okay, you can leave it so in. This is a chat. Yes, go. So here's a pick up before I distracted myself with a megaphone in the With a naked man. Off naked man. man. <laughs> I think it's still affecting you. So oh my god! Funny. Think, you still have to stand mine away. Exactly. I'm okay. still shaken by it. So, okay. so here's the thing. Uh, I was working with a bunch of young animation people, and everybody was talking about Jackass, and I'd never seen that stuff because it was just MTV. That generation was I missed completely. And I was talking about the responsibility. And one weekend, I did take a DVD home and watch the first uh, uh, Jackass. And you know, it's, there's an opening sequence and they're sitting with a little shock machine and they put it on their tongue and they shock one another and it's funny and then it gets to nipples. And moments later, they're without pa- pants and it's on their testicles. testicles yes. And it's hilariously funny. 
Is it? And I'm sitting watching it going, I laughed so much, but it's so wrong to even see it. And I felt, you know, and suddenly all those thoughts of where's your responsibility? How did you produce this stuff? By the end of the film, I can't even begin to share with you what they do at the end. Mm. And it was in poor taste. But the point is, I think that that's sometimes how the integrity of communication, of, of, of the responsibility we take gets chiseled away because suddenly mm. it was okay to watch Push somebody me. do that on camera and then something else is also alright and before you know it you start doing things without even thinking about the sense of responsibility that you have mm. towards a younger audience who may tune in who may read the post who may see mm. this clip mm. and who may bump into this stuff and you could alter somebody's thinking and what somebody is going to yeah. go into the world right. believing mm. By being irresponsible, so as much as yeah, yeah, yeah. so as much as I think we produce content and as much as we use AI Mm. or whatever means Mm. to get there, Mm. we can be creative on the one side, but it always comes with a deep sense of responsibility because we are going to do something that digitally is going to stay there forever. And I think that's a good place to to go to say that's where I think it needs to be in the future. So to say this is what I put out there, and if there's this one thing I'm remembered for, it's that I was responsible and that I had integrity and that I did something that had value and that had a standard and that people could look up to. Hundred percent. That's a good. That's a good ending to a a great chat. Oh, I didn't didn't even write that down. You didn't write it. It just came from. That's inspired. (laughs) For me, it's about ethics in the end. Hmm. It's ethics, and yes. The lines have shifted. I mean, I remember on that point when I saw Pink Floyd, The Wall, which Mm. was a fundamental movie for me at the Mm. time, which was banned in South Africa. Mm. And just um, the visuals were stark and they were brutal. No, they were brutal. Mm. And I look back at it now. I was 16 when I saw Mm. that. And I sometimes wonder how my choices that I made, no Mm. one did it to me, made, have informed my view on the world and how I see the world. And I think... We're raising a generation now that has a totally different view to us, and they're entitled to it. It's their world, and I agree. Mm. I have three young sons. They're coming up in that. But for me, there's still some basic rules and basic sure. decency. You know, ethics have to apply. And I think if we do that, I think we can go far, because those things will always be sorted out. I don't think the world's going to hell in a handbag. I know many people go, oh, the world. I'm like... It's been like this. If you read newspapers from 1762, from Doom America, was there. the yeah, world yeah. is ending. It's the <laughs> end of civilization as we know it. It's all, and you're going, yeah, we are 250 years later going, it's the end of the but world. But we're not the same. There's some pretty scarred people. You know what I mean? You think <laughs> yes, I more think scarred so. now than then? I think so. Yeah, wow. I, think so. I don't know. There was things no, like slavery was... and religious oppression and beheadings and the Inquisition. Yeah, but it wasn't, and... yeah, but it wasn't in somebody. It wasn't, wow, dude. I don't think it was in everybody's face. You know what I mean? No, I, it wasn't. I look but at, it happened. It happened. It doesn't. I, I, I'm you. You. I'm sure. As we sit here, we're not. We're not entirely sure of what's happening around us in the world right now. Pretty horrific stuff. No, I'm sure. Sure, but I'm sure we can find out. But where... but I think that in those days. The general populace are back to going bounce, run, or have a good time. Yes, yes, they were not. If, they were not really aware so much of what was going. No, not true because because the, they there couldn't be exposure. Right, but, no, yeah. there wasn't exposure. I'm now media makes little, well, this thing yes. that you can watch somebody ki- being killed right now on Facebook. It's happening somewhere. Oh, you saw the AKA. Yeah. yeah. So you know, so, security so, cameras. Yeah. They actually. I went. Oh. It's horrific that that was. Usually they would blur it out. Mm. It was in yeah. full view, but. Yeah. That's for, for another discussion. Okay. We can talk about censorship and ethics. <laughs> yeah. So thanks so much for coming, man. That's it. That's thank our you. hour. We're done. We did a nice 59 minutes and 54 seconds and counting. Golly. Thank you that so much. I hope thank that, you for coming. Did I talk too much? 
You talked a lot, a which lot. was great. I'm so which was sorry. great. It's what we wanted. No, why are you sorry? Don't be sorry. Don't be that guy. I said too be that much, American. Be that American, okay. self-confident. Okay, I'm fine. the greatest man. I yeah. said that. And you I like your poster, that. by the way. Okay, like the poster. Thank you. We'll let you know. All right, so uh, we'll uh, wrap this up. Thanks for coming. It was good to see you. I hope we can do this again sometime. That would On be another lovely. topic, Thank maybe. You. We Thank should do you. something else. Yeah. We should pick a... Pick a, maybe a happier topic. Yes, but always movies. <laughs> always movies. No, I like movies, movies. entertainment. Movies. <laughs> maybe we can t- talk about streaming networks versus yes. traditional broadcasts. But thanks for coming. Thank and you. Good luck with all your projects. I hope it goes well. Thank you. Until and next time. Let's go to the movies. Laka, let's thanks. do it. Cheers. Cool. Cheers. <laughs>